Today is the third day of January. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I am Brian. It is wonderful to be here with you as we take our third step. We got uh, 362 more steps after this to get our way through the year together in community and all the way through the Bible, but we're here And we're in a great part of the story where everything begins to unfold for us. And so let's dive in and take that next step forward. That will lead us back into the book of Genesis. And today we will read Genesis 5, 6, and 7. This is the written account of the descendants of Adam. When God created human beings, he made them to be like himself. He created them male and female, and he blessed them and called them human. When Adam was 130 years old, he became the father of a son who was just like him, in his very image. He named his son Seth. After the birth of Seth, Adam lived another 800 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Adam lived 930 years, and then he died. When Seth was 105 years old, he became the father of Enosh, After the birth of Enosh, Seth lived another 807 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Seth lived 912 years, and then he died. When Enosh was 90 years old, he became the father of Kenan. After the birth of Kenan, Enosh lived another 815 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Enosh lived 905 years, and then he died. When Kenan was 70 years old, he became the father of Mahalalel. After the birth of Mahalalel, Kenan lived another 840 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Kenan lived 910 years, and then he died. When Mahalalel was 65 years old, he became the father of Jared. After the birth of Jared, Mahalalel lived another 830 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Mahalalel lived 895 years, and then he died. When Jared was 162 years old, he became the father of Enoch. After the birth of Enoch, Jared lived another 800 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Jared lived 962 years, and then he died. When Enoch was 65 years old, he became the father of Methuselah. After the birth of Methuselah, Enoch lived in close fellowship with God for another 300 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Enoch lived 365 years, walking in close fellowship with God. Then one day, he disappeared, because God took him. When Methuselah was 187 years old, he became the father of Lamech. After the birth of Lamech, Methuselah lived another 782 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Methuselah lived 969 years, and then he died. When Lamech was 182 years old, he became the father of a son. Lamech named his son Noah, for he said, May he bring us relief from our work and the painful labor of farming this ground that the Lord has cursed. After the birth of Noah, Lamech lived another 595 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Lamech lived 777 years, and then he died. After Noah was 500 years old, he became the father of Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Then the people began to multiply on the earth, and daughters were born to them. 
the sons of God saw the beautiful women and took any they wanted as their wives. Then the Lord said, My spirit will not put up with humans for such a long time, for they are only mortal flesh. In the future, their normal lifespan will be no more than 120 years. In those days and for some time after, giant Nephilites lived on the earth. For whenever the sons of God had intercourse with women, they gave birth to children who became the heroes and famous warriors of ancient times. The Lord observed the extent of human wickedness on the earth, and he saw that everything they thought or imagined was consistently and totally evil. So the Lord was sorry he had ever made them and put them on the earth and broke his heart. And the Lord said, I will wipe this human race I have created from the face of the earth. Yes, I will destroy every living thing, all the people, the large animals, the small animals that scurry along the ground, and even the birds of the sky. I am sorry I ever made them. But Noah found favor with the Lord. This is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, the only blameless person living on the earth at that time, and he walked in close fellowship with God. Noah was the father of three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now God saw that the earth had become corrupt and was filled with violence. God observed all this corruption in the world, for everyone on earth was corrupt. So God said to Noah, I have decided to destroy all living creatures for they have filled the earth with violence. Yes, I will wipe them all out along with the earth. Build a large boat from cypress wood and waterproof it with tar inside and out. Then construct decks and stalls throughout its interior. Make the boat 450 feet long, 75 feet wide, and 45 feet high. Leave an 18-inch opening below the roof all the way around the boat. Put the door on the side and build three decks inside the boat, lower, middle, and upper. Look, I am about to cover the earth with a flood that will destroy every living thing that breathes. Everything on earth will die, but I will confirm my covenant with you. So enter the boat, you and your wife and your sons and their wives. Bring a pair of every kind of animal a male and a female, into the boat with you to keep them alive during the flood. Pairs of every kind of bird and every kind of animal and every kind of small animal that scurries along the ground will come to you to be kept alive. And be sure to take on board enough food for your family and for all the animals. So Noah did everything exactly as God had commanded him. When everything was ready, the Lord said to Noah, Go into the boat with all your family. For among all the people of the earth, I can see that you alone are righteous. Take with you seven pairs, male and female, of each animal I have approved for eating and for sacrifice, and take one pair of each of the others. Also take seven pairs of every kind of bird. There must be a male and a female in each pair to ensure that all life will survive on the earth after the flood. Seven days from now, I will make the rains pour down on the earth and it will rain for forty days and forty nights, until I have wiped from the earth all the living things I have created. So Noah did everything as the Lord commanded him. 
Noah was 600 years old when the flood covered the earth. He went on board the boat to escape the flood, he and his wife and his sons and their wives. With them were all the various kinds of animals, those approved for eating and for sacrifice, and those that were not, along with all the birds and the small animals that scurry along the ground. They entered the boat in pairs, male and female, just as God had commanded Noah. After seven days the waters of the flood came and covered the earth. When Noah was six hundred years old, on the seventeenth day of the second month, all the underground waters erupted from the earth, and the rain fell in mighty torrents from the sky. The rain continued to fall for forty days and forty nights. That very day Noah had gone into the boat with his wife and his sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and their wives. With them in the boat were pairs of every kind of animal, domestic and wild, large and small, along with birds of every kind. Two by two they came into the boat, representing every living thing that breathes. A male and female of each kind entered, just as God had commanded Noah. And the Lord closed the door behind them. For forty days the flood waters grew deeper, covering the ground and lifting the boat high above the earth. As the waters rose higher and higher above the ground, the boat floated safely on the surface. Finally, the water covered even the highest mountains on the earth, rising more than twenty-two feet above the highest peaks. All the living things on earth died. Birds, domestic animals, wild animals, small animals that scurry along the ground, and all the people. Everything that breathed and lived on dry land died. God wiped out every living thing on the earth. People, livestock, small animals that scurry along the ground, and the birds of the sky. All were destroyed. The only people who survived were Noah and those with him in the boat and the floodwaters covered the earth for 150 days. Matthew 3, 7 through 4, 11. But when he saw many Pharisees and Sadducees coming to watch him baptize, he denounced them. You brood of snakes, he exclaimed. Who warned you to flee the coming wrath? Prove by the way you live that you have repented of your sins and turned to God. Don't you say to each other, We're safe, for we are descendants of Abraham. That means nothing, for I tell you, God can create children of Abraham from these very stones. Even now the axe of God's judgment is poised, ready to sever the roots of the trees. Yes, Every tree that does not produce good fruit will be chopped down and thrown into the fire. I baptize with water those who repent of their sins and turn to God. But someone is coming soon who is greater than I am, so much greater that I'm not worthy even to be his slave and carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. He is ready to separate the chaff from the wheat with his winnowing fork. Then he will clean up the threshing area, gathering the wheat into his barn but burning the chaff with never-ending fire. Then Jesus went from Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized by John. But John tried to talk him out of it, 
I am the one who needs to be baptized by you, he said. So why are you coming to me? But Jesus said, It should be done, for we must carry out all that God requires. So John agreed to baptize him. After his baptism, as Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens were opened and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my dearly loved Son, who brings me great joy. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted there by the devil. For forty days and forty nights he fasted and became very hungry. During that time the devil came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. But Jesus told him, No. The scriptures say people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city, Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple, and he said, If you are the Son of God, jump off. For the scriptures say... He will order his angels to protect you, and they will hold you up with their hands, so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. Jesus responded, The scriptures also say, You must not test the Lord your God. Next, the devil took him to the peak of a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in their glory. I will give it all to you, he said, if you will kneel down and worship me. Get out of here, Satan, Jesus told him, for the scriptures say, You must worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil went away, and angels came and took care of Jesus. Okay, that brings us to our reading from the Psalms today. And like we said on day one, we're kind of moving in here this first week, just getting acclimated getting used to sort of the rhythm of things and so we started in the old testament in genesis and we talked about that and then we uh, talked about matthew yesterday because we're in the gospel of matthew and so let's talk about the psalms today the hebrew word for psalms is tahilim which which means praises and what we read when we're reading from the psalms is a collection of 150 songs and hymns and different congregational singings and individual songs and poems of worship. It's, it's basically five books in one, and they're classified by who wrote them or the theme or the purpose of their use. Some of them give praise to God. Others speak of God and his character or his abilities and actions. Some are songs of repentance and lament. Others are songs of thanksgiving. Some are songs of ascent to go up to Jerusalem and worship. No matter what the circumstance, the book of Psalms is meant to bring praise and glory, adoration, reverence, honor to God in all of the circumstances of our lives. So whatever it is that we're facing, even if we're crying out in anguish, there's language for this, purpose for this. And that is found in Psalms. It's a beautiful book containing some of the most heartfelt poetry and musical poetry ever written. And every emotion that we explore in our human experience is explored in the Psalms. There are like heart cries that are so passionate and broken. That it's like hard to, 
it's hard to believe that they came from thousands of years ago because they feel so immediate. We know what that feels like. And they bridge the gap of time and we realize that the human heart and the things that we go through are, are the same. We're wearing different clothes and using different technology, but the things that go on inside of us are the same. And we'll also see these mountaintop experiences of absolute tangible presence of God in the Psalms. David, who we, we haven't met yet. He's a king of Israel, and we'll, we'll get to know him really, really well as we move forward. He was a master musician, and so most of the Psalms were penned by him. And even though we'll get a pretty good biographical sketch of King David as, as we move forward, his heart is really exposed in his art, in his craft, in the way that he expresses himself. There are other writers in Psalms too. Solomon, the sons of Korah, Asaph, Ethan, and then there are a number of uh, anonymously written or unknown authors that are in the Psalms. But ultimately, the purpose of the Psalms is to, to bring the people together and give them language and to enrich their worship experience and the songs that would have been sung in the public and in their private homes as they went around and, and did their business and went about their daily lives. And they're collected together and they've stood the test of time and we sing and quote from them now. Their, their power is unmatched. It's some of the beautiful, most beautiful literature in all of the world. Scholars think that Psalms were written over like a long period of time, maybe from about a thousand years before Christ until maybe about 170 years after. Three different periods in Israel are covered. The first would be during the reign of David and Solomon, which will read all of their, their poetry. The second would contain songs written when the children of Israel were taken into exile in Babylon. And we'll get a very close up story, picture of that, that exile when we get there. And then the third section would be writings from when they were able to leave exile and return to their land and rebuild. And so we have a, a large time span, different cultural points in their existence. But the Psalms are cohesive in their purpose to bring glory and honor to God in an authentic, heartfelt way in every conceivable uh, situation that we face in life. And so we started the Psalms a couple days ago. Now we're moving into them. Today we will read Psalm chapter 3, a Psalm of David regarding the time David fled from his son Absalom. Oh Lord, I have so many enemies. So many are against me. So many are saying God will never rescue him. But you, oh Lord, are a shield around me. You are my glory, the one who holds my head high. I cried out to the Lord and he answered me from his holy mountain. I lay down and slept, yet I woke up in safety, for the Lord was watching over me. I am not afraid of ten thousand enemies who surround me on every side. Arise, O Lord. Rescue me, my God. Slap all my enemies in the face. Shatter the teeth of the wicked. Victory comes from you, O Lord. May you bless your people. Proverbs 1, 
10 through 19. My child, if sinners entice you, turn your back on them. They may say, come and join us. Let's hide and kill someone. Just for fun, let's ambush the innocent. Let's swallow them alive like the grave. Let's swallow them whole like those who go down to the pit of death. Think of the great things we'll get. We'll fill our houses with all the stuff we take. Come, throw in your lot with us. We'll all share the loot. My child, don't go along with them. Stay far away from their paths. They rush to commit evil deeds. They hurry to commit murder. If a bird sees a trap being set, it knows to stay away. But these people set an ambush for themselves. They are trying to get themselves killed. Such is the fate of all who are greedy for money. It robs them of life. Okay, so in the first few days, we have a bit of a context for the stories that are unfolding in front of us in the different sections of the Bible. Yesterday, in Genesis, we learned about the fall of mankind from a place of perfection, what we would know as shalom or peace and wholeness, the way things are supposed to be with complete intimacy, intimacy with God. But we watched murder. We watched death come into the story. Things that we were never supposed to experience. And so in Genesis today, we jump a thousand years into the future and we saw how devastating the results had become. The, the human race had become so corrupt that they were acting like animals with only evil intentions. So much so that God's heart is broken and he re regretted making them. To, to see us so far from what the plan was, to, to see us so far from the perfection that he had made and the intimacy the, uh, that he had offered, it grieved him. But then we met Noah, the one righteous man, and we saw this thread of redemption start to, to pull its way into the Bible right here. And this thread of redemption weaves its way through the rest of the Bible. But we saw the, the earth being reset in a great flood then as we're reading in the Gospel of Matthew, we're, we're meeting Jesus. And so we followed him as he went into the wilderness because we had met John the Baptist and Jesus was baptized. And so we saw Jesus go into the wilderness where he is tempted by the evil one. And while in the, in the wilderness, the evil one was tempting Jesus with an invitation to, to, to not go through with his mission. So basically take the easy way. I'll give you everything that you came here to get. All you have to do is bow down and worship me. We need to understand what's going on here, though. We just read about Adam and Eve, right? Just a couple days ago. And they were perfect. There was nothing bad going on. And then they rebelled, right? We haven't seen a perfect person upon the earth until now. Here in the Gospel of Matthew, we're looking at Jesus, the first perfect person to be upon the earth since Adam, which is why we'll find Jesus called the second Adam in scripture. He is a perfect representation of how things were supposed to be. If we remember in the Garden of Eden, there was a tremendous deception. 
what we're watching in the gospel of Matthew is this same sort of humanity distorting de- temptation and deception being put before Jesus. We're just seeing Jesus make a different choice. He stayed true. He was faithful and loyal to the Father. He rebuked the evil one and sent him away. All we have to do, though, friends, is understand that's not just Jesus, that we are confronting similar deceptions and distortions of who we are and what we are every day. And we'll either respond like Adam and hide, right? Adam and Eve and be naked and ashamed and hiding. Or like Jesus and casting away, turning away from what will distort us and deceive us and ruin us each day we uh we have plenty of forbidden fruit right in all sorts of various shapes and sizes and in all kinds of categories we have forbidden fruit or we can know god right we can have our knowledge or we can have god and walk with him and live with him intimately in every thought and word and deed. And so that might be a big thing to think about for life, but what about just like today? Is it forbidden fruit today? Or is it to know God today? And we can make that choice and see how things play out. And Father, we invite you into that. Come near to us, Holy Spirit, and Allow us to see the truth before us. Allow us to see the path that we are walking. Show us where that is leading. Help us to find the narrow path that leads to life. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com that's home base. It's the website. It's where you find out what's going on around here. The Daily Audio Bible app does that and much more and puts it in the palm of your hand. So just search for Daily Audio Bible at the app store that works with your device and jump in from there. Check out the Daily Audio Bible shop. There are resources for our journey that we are on. Check out the community section. This is where to get connected. And uh, it's also where the prayer wall lives. So get familiar with that. It is a resource always available to us around the global campfire here. And if you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, if this mission that we share to bring the spoken word of God read fresh every day and offered freely to anybody who will listen, wherever they may be on this planet or wherever they may be in their lives, And to build community around the rhythm of just showing up here each day to take another step forward. If that is life-giving to you, then thank you humbly for your partnership. There is a link on the homepage at dailyaudiobible.com. If you're using the app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Or the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or encouragement, you can hit the hotline button in the app. That's the little red button up at the top. Or you can dial 877-942-4253. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Okay.
Good morning, everyone. It's Susan from Canada, Godzilla Flower Colleen, and Danny from Oregon. I am so sorry to hear the loss of your mom. Grief is such a deep, dark, feel, lonely feeling. It's an empty hole in our in our body. And uh, the only one who can fill that hole is Jesus. He's the only one. And I'm praying that for you. I am. I'm praying for your health as well, for your family, for everyone who is, is in that grieving process. I'm praying also for you, you um, and your health. I know your health isn't well, but um, yeah. So Lord God, I just pray that you would be with this family, be with Danny. Let your arms of comfort fill them, Lord God. Fill that empty space within their, within their um, heart and their soul. Lord God, we praise you that we have the gift of eternity with you and uh, with our loved ones. And that alone brings us so much comfort. But the parting of the lost, or or, uh, the parting of our loved ones is just very difficult on this side of heaven. And uh, I pray your hand of peace upon each one, your hand of healing, spiritual and physical. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Good evening, it's Eyes of a Dub. Susie in Texas, I'm praying for your grandchildren as your daughter Sasha has them in custody and CPS is now intervening. We pray for truth, comfort, peace, and protection for those children in the name of Jesus. Prisoner of Hope, I am praying for your family that they would continue to flourish and grow as mighty warriors, God. Father, I'm also praying that you would help her through this pain that she suffered through her interactions with her father and the rejection and neglect that he had poured out on on her, her mother, and her siblings. Man, your mother is an amazing woman of God. To be blind and have nine kids raised alone, prisoner of hope, no wonder you're so amazing. You had a rock star for a mom. He knows my name. Congratulations on your baby son. I pray that God restores you the $5,000 that that man took from you, your husband, and your mom. Thank you so much for having a forgiving heart when he asked for your forgiveness. A true soldier of God, that would be so hard to forgive. You were so humble. Trajan, I'm praying for you, man. I want you to look up the full armor of God and put that on every single day. You are a warrior for Christ and the enemy is trying to get you. So you want to armor up, man, armor up. His little songbird, thank you so much for sharing with us the great teals, the suffering that you've going through with the division of you and your son, Matthew and your humbled, repentant heart and where you guys are. I'm praying for you and your son. It reminds me of me and my dear Brayden, his struggle with homosexuality as well and how hard it was for him and for me. And through the love of God and through patience and understanding, God got us through it. And I'm praying for healing reunification that you guys would come back together. I love you, everybody. Armor up, dabbers. Remember that? Man, I miss that guy. I know he's rejoicing in heaven. You guys know who I'm talking about. Be blessed. Have a great night. I love ya. Heidi ho, siblings. It's me, your little sis. It's little Cherie in Canada. I sound gravelly because I have this cold, the one that lasts forever and ever. And so, praying that 
I'll be the one exception and it will go away soon. Um, I, I wanted to let a few people know that I heard their prayer requests and um, I'm praying for them today. Treshawn, um, I think that's how you say your name. A lot of people are calling in praying for you and I'm one of them. There was a lady who called in and I didn't catch her name, but uh, her sister lost her baby and I'm praying for them. KB in Florida, praying for you as you care for your autistic daughter who's in the wheelchair. And Danny in Southern Oregon, you're sad because both your parents are gone now. And also Becca in Bellingham, same thing. Both parents passed away this year and you're devastated. And my heart goes out to you guys. Oh man, I, I feel you because I'm... I'm dreading the same thing happening to me. I love my parents so much, can't imagine and don't want to try life without them. So praying for you. There were a couple of guys who called in and with poems that rocked me. The man from White Rock, I loved your poem, loved it. My favorite line was, his light of forgiveness reaches darkened ocean floors. Thank you so much. And then Byron in Florida, the little poem that you read for Blind Tony, that was brilliant. Angel Heart, this is Susan from Canada, God's Yellow Flower, and I've been praying for you. Um, you're very, very often on my mind, and I'm so glad you called in. Please keep calling in so we know how you're doing. I pray, dear Heavenly Father, that you would walk with Angel Heart that you would bring healing in your wings, that you would direct and lead her path in where you want her to go, that she would not say no to help, that she would not say no to um, uh, any medications or whatever she needs to, to be healed. But we would prefer uh, a healing touch from your hand. Um, but we have to leave this with you, Lord God. Protect her from the voices, protect her from the evil that dwells in this dark world and help her to rise above it all with you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. <laughs> 